0: Welcome to the Meguiar Iron Podcast. My name is Brian Cooper. I'm the Director of Marketing at Meguiar Iron and your host for this podcast. At Meguiar Iron, we've been helping to store and protect quality water for over 100 years. On this episode, we will discuss all aspects of water tank inspections. To help us learn more about water tank inspections, how they're performed, and what you should expect as a customer, I'm joined by Mike Farnsworth, the Director of Operations for Meguiar Iron. Mike has been in the water tank industry for over 10 years and holds a master's degree in operations management from the University of Arkansas. Mike, thank you for joining us on the McGuire Iron Podcast. Glad to be here. Let's talk about water tank inspections. It's one of the things that your department specializes in at McGuire Iron, but what is a water tank inspection?
1: Water tank inspection gives the owner and the company, the service provider, an opportunity to annually, semi-annually, bi-annually, inspect the tank, evaluate the, the entire structure and make sure that everything is going the way it should. Um, water tanks feel like they're static. They feel like they don't change a lot, but there are always things going on. Anytime you put steel in a field, it starts to deteriorate. Anytime you add or subtract pieces to a piece of metal standing in a field, Things change every day. And so by being there er every year, looking at the tank to make sure that the coatings are aging properly, that the steel appurtenances are in good condition, and that all of the pieces that have been added to the tank continue to, to work as they're supposed to is absolutely vital.
0: Why do we inspect water tanks?
1: Water tank inspection primarily is in compliance with the AWWA standards to make sure that the potable water that we're serving our customers um, is clean and that the, the steel tank that protects them is in the condition to keep that water clean.
0: And AWWA recommends that you should do this every three years. However, that's not always the case based on where your tank is at. And compliance, obviously, is not
1: mandatory at this point. That's a standard. But in any case... When you have good infrastructure, when you have a good infrastructure program, you don't want to meet the minimum standard. You want to exceed that. And by exceeding that, you are more likely to catch problems when they're small and be involved in a preventative maintenance cycle that keeps your equipment in an as-new condition instead of a fully deteriorated, fully depreciated, having to come back from barely
0: usable. And one of the things we talk about when it comes to water tank inspection is there are certain specific areas that need to be inspected to make sure, not only from an AWWA recommendation standpoint, but also from an OSHA standpoint, if somebody's going to be working or beyond that tank, what are those areas of focus and what do those each entail?
1: So when we send our salesmen or our representatives or our clean out, washout crews, We assess the tank in five key areas, safety, sanitary, structural, security, and coatings. Each of those areas are represented in the AWWA standard. We evaluate each of them to make sure that they're in compliance providing the customer with the the knowledge that their tank is 100% compliant.
0: So let's take them. 'em let's take each one of them and dive a little deeper. What are we talking about when we're talking about sanitary conditions? What what does that have to do with? Sanitary
1: conditions are protecting the water supply that's inside of that tank and making sure that no foreign bodies, no foreign
0: I mean debris. Viruses, different debris things, yeah. Anything
1: can get in and affect the water. Um, and so those go from your vents, making sure that all of your vent screens and hatches are secure, that there's no light leaks, that, there's, that the screens aren't torn and that they're in place, that they're the appropriate size for the tank, that the overflows have screens on them and air gaps depending on where they are so that nothing can get back up into the water and protect that water supply.
0: And one of the things to mention here is if you're in certain states, those standards may be different depending on if you're in one state versus another because each state has their own regulations based on the type of screen you have, if you need a flapper gate, if you need a gasket around a manway. And so if you have any questions about anything like that, contact your regulator, or you can give us a call because we can also help with those type of things. And we do that. There's
1: a 10 state standard, but there are other, we work in over 30 states at any given time. And so we have access to a, a very good group of regulators and we're part of rural water in each of those states. We're represented well at the AWWA level. So anytime there's a question, we'll definitely be able to answer it and use the wealth of knowledge we have from our new tank business and our, our rehab business
0: to, to help. So the second category is structural. When we talk about structural conditions of a tank, it seems like a no-brainer, but I think there are some hidden things in here that you may not be able to see that can affect that.
1: Initially, the first thing you obviously think is that you're losing steel. And that the coatings are protecting that, making sure that 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 steel structure is as it should be so that it can continue to support the tank and protect the water. Um, But what we don't always look at are the ring walls around tanks, the the anchor bolts and anchor chairs that hold that tank in place. Um, Those are as important. Also, the uh, roof structures. Structural roofs are still prevalent on a lot of the older tanks. We've really helped a lot of communities recognize how much steel loss they have in those each year, how dangerous that is if anybody's on top of the tank for the tank owner and for the the workers, and we've given them options that would allow them to take that structural steel out and put
0: a new roof on. In a lot of those cases, these are communities, municipalities, rural water districts— That maybe haven't done a great job of inspecting and washing out their tank every year to monitor those conditions till it gets to the point where, oh, a state regulator shows up and says, hey, you really have a problem here. And now it's going to cost more to fix it than it is, than it would have been just to maintain it properly. Correct. So the third category is safety. Why is safety such an important part of a water tank? Because most people would look at it and say, it's standing there, it's delivering water. Why am I concerned about safety?
1: Again, the the tank takes on a a persona in town of this silent vigil that that stays out there and never changes. But it's actually in a lot of cases during these cleanouts, during renovations, it's an active worksite. Um, there there are people going up there for communications, cell towers. Uh, our inspectors, our inspections, our renovations, and so it has to be OSHA compliant. There are different things that make it that way. Uh, we're always looking to make sure that the railings. So the old standard for ladders was less than 42 inches. It's now 42 inches. Ladders, old ladders, were less than 16 inches wide with less than a less or more than a 12 inch step. Mm-hmm. And those are when you start climbing tanks every day, you know, when you're on one of those immediately and that can create a danger. And it's it's not OSHA compliant. And so we we look for those manways, making sure that these are confined spaces when they're being worked in. And so making sure the manways are functional, that there are enough of them so that if anybody were to get hurt, they would be able to be evacuated.
0: All good points. The next one is security. So, security is something that really took hold after 9 11. I mean, such a tragic event in America, but it also started bringing to mind and bringing to light a lot of things like infrastructure that are, you know, are risks. And a water tower sitting in the middle of town or sitting out in the middle of the country is definitely one of those risks.
1: Post 9 11, there was a lot of focus on these water sites and what a terrorist attack would look like on a water site it's it's not just not having graffiti on your tank every time there's a hometown football game there's a potential for your entire town to be affected by a terrorist event and a water tank at that point if somebody can get on top, if if a 17 year old kid can get on top and paint graffiti a really determined terrorist could actually get there and impact your, your water system so making sure that ladders are terminated 12 feet above the ground so that somebody walking by has to have a plan to get there. Um, Making sure that the site is fenced, that any accesses have locks on them. Those are all, all key to making sure that your water supply is safe and that your, the security of your system is in insured. There are even some cases out there in, in bigger water systems where they sell, um, devices to monitor that. Um, Cameras, alarms, and some systems have gotten that serious about it.
0: Well, especially when you get into major populated areas, you think about a water system delivers one of the most key ingredients to life. And if that source gets contaminated, I mean, it it can make a lot of people sick or hurt a lot of people in a hurry because it's something we all rely on every day. Now the last one is probably one of the biggest things we look at because it affects the entire tank which is the coating system. There's coatings on the inside, there's coatings on the outside. How do we inspect those and what are what do why should you worry about coatings? Coatings are
1: the life of the tank. A 100-year-old tank could have great coatings if it's been maintained on a regular maintenance program for 100 years a 10-year-old tank can start to show massive steel loss if it wasn't protected correctly so going in picking the appropriate coating for the area for the size the the weather of the area the salt water possibility of the area humidity making sure that as the tank is built that the appropriate coating system is applied that it's inspected every 2 to 3 years and evaluated for the the health of the system. Coding systems are active until they're until they lose all of their flexibility and making sure that those coding systems are continue to protect the substrate that they are actively moving and haven't haven't basically died and frozen will allow those coding systems to go on and on and on for cycles well past the, the 10 years you can go to the 100 years with regular maintenance, regular recoding, and then blasting
0: and completely repainting at appropriate times. Because AWWA does say that a steel water tank that is properly maintained will last indefinitely. And so that's one good thing to remember. But also, no matter what type of storage tank you have, whether it's bolted, whether it's galvanized, whether it's concrete, whether it's steel, no matter what it is, it needs to be inspected. And these are all categories that fit into those inspections. And what we wanna dive into a little now is interior inspections. So we've talked a lot about the exterior of the tank. Coatings affect both inside and outside, but when you hire a contractor like McGuire Iron or whatever you do to inspect, if you inspect it yourself, there are different types of inspections on the interior that can be done because some systems have a problem draining tanks. Some systems have other issues. So, you know, it, every tank is unique. So let's talk a little bit about what are some of the types of interior inspections that can be done?
1: Interior inspections can be done either visually with a remote-operated vehicle, a diver, or a drain and washout inspection. Let's dig a little into what, what are, what's a visual inspection? A visual inspection keeps you from having to drain the tank. Uh, somebody can get in and depending on the level of compliance, uh, whether or not they have to disinfect following or pr- prior to breaking the plane of the hatch. But just inside from the very high level, look in to assess the amount of se- sediment that's built up in the bottom of the tank evaluate the roof structure to see what kind of bleed through, what kind of rust and steel loss is taking place up there, and give a a very high level quick indication of whether the tank is in need of of a
0: deeper inspection. One of the nice things about a visual inspection is the tank gets to remain in service, and it's virtually inexpensive as inspections go. However, some of the disadvantages are you cannot fully inspect those coatings explain a little bit about why can you not expect the coatings on just a visual inspection being inside
1: the tank can cause a, a problem with the disinfection of the tank and then removing the coating also is difficult and you can't get a good sample from different areas of the tank you can only get above the waterline you know the coatings that haven't been
0: immersed and that's not what your that's not where your key protection is taking place and one of the things that we do find in some systems is, you know, the tank looks okay, but when the water's drained, what the water is doing is it provides hydrostatic pressure. So a lot of times it will hold that coating to the wall. And once you've drained it, you sometimes see it like blister or you'll see, you know, areas of issue that you can't see and especially you can't see it through the water. It makes it hard to see. Um, So let's talk about the next one, which is a remote operated vehicle. And this is something that's become popular in the last five to probably 10 years as technology has evolved.
1: The technology has evolved to allow a regular crew to carry a a remote operated vehicle in their rig at any time. And so to be able to to disinfect it, drop it into the tank, drive it around with a, a high resolution camera, with good lighting and assess all of those things that are going on in the tank from the sediment buildup to any kind of blisters to just the general condition of the tank below the waterline and so it's it's much less invasive it takes less time to to do the the report that you get has all of the details that a cleanout would give you and it can can be a tool to lead you in the right direction rather you need to proceed with a a a a washout inspection, or if you need to just skip that and go directly to a renovation.
0: Some of the advantages, like we talked about with the visual are it remains full of water when you're doing this and stays in service and almost all areas can be inspected. However, some of the disadvantages are uh, like we talked about some of the interior coatings can't be checked very closely. Um, No touch up can really be performed. Sediment can't be removed uh, and chemical cleaning can't be done and so those are just some disadvantages, but like we see in some of our plans that we sell is you might do that every other inspection. And so there are reasons for doing it or you can't take your tank offline all the time. The other one uh, that we want to get to is a dive inspection. What What is different in a dive inspection?
1: A dive inspection does allow you to keep the tank full of water. Um, almost all of the areas can be inspected by a person who can see and pursue any of the problem areas that they see um, and in some cases with a, a vacuum system some sediment can be removed which is all, all good things but some of the disadvantages to that is some of that hydrostatic pressure is still in place you're still not going to see those coating failures that you might have seen um, you cannot do touch-up underwater obviously
0: chemical cleaning isn't available one of the other things you have to worry about, too, is just the disinfection. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're a person in a wetsuit getting in a tank, and this is the same with the ROV as well, only it's much smaller Is you have to make sure that if you're putting a foreign body into your potable water, it needs to be properly disinfected on the way in and the way out to make sure that your water system and the water stays clean. So the final one is a washout inspection. And at McGuire Iron, this is the one that we recommend most. And what are the, why are the reasons that we recommend a washout?
1: The biggest reason to do a a washout inspection is you actually drain your tank. That actually has a couple of advantages that you don't always realize is that if you get to the point that you can operate your system frequently and successfully taking a tank offline, it makes it easier when the renovation comes, when the inspections come and if there's ever a problem, you've exercised all of that knowledge. So that draining of the tank has other advantages other than just being able to take care of the tank. But once the tank is drained and the guys get in there, to the, to the area that they can reach, all the sediments removed, all of the coatings are exposed that are, that are under immersion all the time and can be inspected. Touch-up work can be performed. Chemical cleaning can be performed and remove all of that inorganic matter and all in all you can get a full assessment of the life cycle of your coating when the next replacement should be put in place and that your your tank is as clean as it possibly can be
0: the only real disadvantage that you talked about at the beginning that can be an advantage as well is that that tank is has to be taken out of service for a little bit of time and the thing is though for the return you get on the information that you receive it's invaluable to have that tank drain to to get as much information as you can. Mm -hmm. We've talked about all the different kinds of inspection types, the different categories we look for. If you hire a contractor to do this type of work, as an owner, what should you expect in return for the inspection that you purchased? As a minimum, you should look for
1: somebody who is a professional company that provides great communication up front. If a if a water tank is going to be taken offline, you should have great communication so that you know when to take it offline, and that it will be returned to service as quickly as possible. Uh, once the crews on site, you should look for a professional crew with great equipment, who is knowledgeable and ready to provide the service that they're there to provide. At the end of the inspection, they should provide you with feedback immediately if there's something that needs to be taken care of and give you an option to take care of it right then and then once they've gone they should follow up within a a week with an inspection report that covers those five key areas with detailed photos and a summary of
0: all of those things that were inspected and if necessary recommendations on next steps because if you know, your state regulator comes into your office, they're going to be looking for that kind of information as well to say, hey, when was the last time this was cleaned out and show me what they found? Exactly. And that's a program that deals with that on an annual,
1: semi-annual, biannual basis will give you that peace of mind that if a regulator walks in, you can tell them today, this is where we're at. This is our
0: next step. This is when we're going to do the next part of our service. So one thing that not a lot of people take advantage of, and not a lot of people, including me, understand, that's why we're talking to you, is GASB-34. In the industry, we hear that term, but GASB-34, as it pertains to water tanks, means what? Gasby 34
1: provides municipalities and water owners the ability to put their assets in a non-aging state. So there's no reason to offset depreciation of these assets because they're actually not depreciating. AWWA says that a well-maintained water tank is basically has a life cycle that's indefinite. So by placing your water tank in a GASB 34 compliant full service maintenance program, it will stop deteriorating. It will be measured each year to determine how far from the baseline it is and how far above the minimum standard it is and before it reaches the minimum standard of maintenance it will be renovated to go back to as new and so basically it puts a, a water tank asset in a condition where it is non-aging and that's that's the goal and so it frees up funds for other infrastructure
0: projects that had to be held previously against depreciation and that, i think that's a good thing for to remember especially for a lot of communities who are worried about budgets, thinking about different things like that. This can be a way to free up some of that if you keep your water tank in a state that is like new condition. Exactly. What else is there about a water tank inspection? What at McGuire Iron do we recommend if you're, if you're listening to this and say, oh, we haven't had our tank looked at for a while, what should we do? First, contact McGuire Iron. Uh, get
1: our salespeople, our representatives on site, to talk with you, they will spend time in discovery to understand what your needs are, what your capabilities are to maintain your tank, what you've done in the past, and what your determination in the future is to to maintain these valuable resources. Once they're on site, they'll be able to help you and guide you to uh, the right program for you. McGuire Iron has an umbrella of different services to fit each individual customer and their needs. And that's what we strive for.
0: Because we have a lot of customers out there who are on an inspection washout plan that makes sure that somebody out there is monitoring this tank for them so that when problems do arise or somebody sees something that's out of the ordinary, like we've talked about throughout the whole podcast, is it can be caught before it gets to the point where we've talked about it being too late. Exactly. Thank you to Mike Farnsworth for explaining water tank inspections, how they are performed, and what you should expect as a customer. Remember, you can always connect with us by going to our website, meguireiron.com. You can ask questions by sending us an email at info@MaguireIron.com, or you can follow or reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thank you for joining us on the McGuire Iron Podcast.